Good morning, everybody. Um, good morning, everybody. Well, um, and to everybody that's joining us today on this uh, webinar, this is the first in a series of webinars that will be hosted by NIA RCL Philippines. And we'll be looking into the various aspects and impacts of COVID-19, the, the pandemic, and how it's affect the affected the real estate industry. Um, Today's subject is going to be based on the, the retail sector. My name is Tim Hallett, and I will be co-hosting today's uh, webinar with my colleague, uh, Raymond Velasquez. I'm going to hand over to Raymond now to do a, a very short introduction, um, and then we'll kick off with our panelists. Raymond. Um, thank you, Tim. Uh, good morning, yeah. everyone. Good morning. Uh, we have uh, two distinguished guests for today. I'd like to introduce first uh, Mr. Edward June Pentebella. Uh, June uh, is currently the Vice President for Operations of uh, Ital Pinas Development Corp. Plus uh, Development uh, Residential and Retail Projects in Cagayan de Oro and, and Batangas. Uh, prior to that, uh, June is also with, with Samsung and has been working in the retail industry for a while. Uh, our, another guest speaker for today is uh, Paulo Tugig-Clavicilia, who is um, an, an F&B restaurant consultant working for Hussein Sin F&B Consulting. Paulo is also an adjust professor at Enderan uh, Colleges. Uh, welcome, gentlemen. Hello, thank you. thank you for having Thank you for having us, for having me. Tim, turn. Okay, thank you, Raymond. And uh, thank you, Jun, and thank you, Tugi, for joining us today and to all of our guests again. Um, everybody, the Philippine consumer and retail sector is expected to be one of the sector's hardest hit in the months down lockdown and possibly longer. Um, you know, where 50% of the population is based in Luzon, um, which is going to be accounting for 73% of the country's GDP. So potentially major um, impact across the whole of the real estate sector. So I'd like to open today. Um, with some questions to uh, both to June and uh, our guest Tugi. Um, and the first question would be, how do you believe the COVID-19 pandemic, pandemic, the lockdown, the quarantine, um, is currently affecting the retail business in general? Uh, maybe we'll go to June first. Okay, uh, thanks for the question, T. There are three areas that we're expecting the lockdown and the quarantine to affect our business. Basically, number one in the business operations, there's a slowdown in our product development. When I talk about product development, is we talk about our construction, uh, meaning there are delaying contracts, there are delaying leasing, and as well as the retail aspects affected. On the financial side, there's a slowdown in our account receivable. We are extending payment terms now. Sales and marketing, of course, sales is a very low conversion rate. People would like to buy less. They would look, like to hold on to their money and even delay some of their payments on a wait and see mode. Those are the basically three areas that we're looking into as the effect of the pandemic. Thank you, Tim. Tuki, your thoughts, please. Uh, well, well, with the zero economic activity, we feel as if uh, on, our, on the consumer side no, that, uh, that the sky has fallen. So really, there is no... Uh, yeah, restaurants or retail spaces that have open plannings for the rest of the year seem to have uh, 
they uh, they do they do not want to uh, continue with the plans anymore. So yeah, so uh, it, this will affect us, yeah, greatly. Yeah, I mean it's going to be challenging times for everybody uh, to be. But as a an industry sort of consultant, somebody who advises the the, the industry, you know, how do you think business owners should be responding to this? You know, what do you think are some of the key initiatives they should be taking um, to see us through um, the initial lockdown and then prepare ourselves for how we move out of the lockdown? Well, cash is king, no? Right now, right now, uh, plans are on hold. The industry is on hold because people do not know, businesses do not know what's going to happen tomorrow. The, the situation itself is a fluid, day, it's a day-to-day -day thing. Uh, so as a result, uh, people are pivoting, businesses are pivoting from expansion to uh, recovery. So uh, I think uh, businesses should, well, what we advise our clients is that we, they should hold on first. They should hold on first and, yeah, save as much as possible. Okay. And, you know, I mean, holding on is one thing and, and, and pre-planning, but I, I, I believe that one of the, the, the first things that we need to do is to admit, you know, and understand the problem and getting to a, a, a very, very structured pre-planning and strategic process in terms of how we deploy resources in the industry. Yeah. yeah? Um, well, you know, from, a, from, from an F&B perspective, which is your speciality, I mean, in reality, you know, we're seeing lots of initiatives. I mean, um, how do you see those initiatives rolling out? And do you see those going on forever? You know, like home delivery services and, and such. Like, do you see that being the new norm? Well, yes. The new norm, uh, the new norm will be a greater reliance on technology. Uh, we already see little snippets of that creeping into the market. There are uh, contactless payment systems. Uh, we also see uh, less, uh, well, greater reliance on, on, on what's available. Like uh, we see Grab, uh, we see, we see Lalamove, we see all of these delivery systems uh, keying in right now. Uh, thank you, Tugi. Um, June. Um, yeah. You know, understanding that now this is, we're moving towards a new norm, um, you know, whether it's short term, medium or long term, uh, I think this will provoke many changes in, in, in our industry um, across the whole real estate sector. Um, you know, maybe you can just uh, explain to our guests how a developer like yourself will, will be looking at um, sustaining operations during the, uh, the, the lockdown um, and how you will prepare and pre-plan for moving out and what new initiatives, what lessons will be learned um, for you as a developer from, uh, from this situation? Well, first of all, I thank you, Tim, for the question. First of all, to answer your first question, how do we plan to sustain our level of preparation? We're looking at this at around a three to six months stretch to probably a year. Uh, we're looking at developing new ways uh, in terms of this, uh, using online to promote marketing. We have, a, we have used a lot of technology 
to make sure that work from home, data migration, data access is being done. Number three, it's a financial issue. Cash is key. We have to look at our AR, our cash flow, our cash inflow, and our accounts payable. We have to be very focused and very strategic in managing it. And when it comes to our, you know, uh, handling our supplies, our manpower, everything's on hold. Uh, hiring is on hold. Contracting is on hold. We are distributing now manpower and workload. Our workload capacity and workload capability studies are on. Uh, we are tracking the work output of each and every individual. We're making sure that we're able to enable the business and run operations in spite of the quarantine with the hope that after the quarantine, we will be able to possibly proceed with business as usual. But basically, we are looking very deep into our cash management, which is now the very major key area, especially our accounts receivable we're giving we have been giving out incentives to make sure payments are not held back we are little cut on our profit but at least cash flow is coming in and we can run operations we have to review our payables to make sure that we manage it well so those are the basically three things we're doing manpower uh, capacity load technology use online use and cash management tip um, June, you know, for um, thank you for that. But you know, for specific um, uh, tenants, you know, where where, where you, you have a tenant already um, operating in one of your properties, um, what particular um, 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 things have you done for that tenant? I mean, how are you um, giving him any relief from on, on the current situation? Um, do you have any standardized policies for that? Because that fundamentally is one of the biggest uh, questions that I think is coming. From the market of 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 inde independent entrepreneurial retail owners yeah yes Dave. we have had a lot of requests from our retailers and lessors that's coming in and we found out the more we got got it we sat down as an executive committee and we started to draft uh terms of payments on how we can not really delay but uh suspend their terms of payment and give them incentives in a way to be able to give them a relief on paying us initially. And that has helped us a lot. It's not only building relationships, sustaining them, but it's really a goodwill on our side. And that's we've done that across already for both our properties in Cagayan de Oro and Patangas, and we've been sending out the letters. And it's been helping us a lot to make to let them make sure that that we want them to stay. And most and we're also giving them regular updates online with regards to construction development and what are the things to come to keep their hopes alive in spite of the situation that we have in That's Those were the things that we're doing now for all our clients. Thank you, June. And, and I'm sure you and, and every other developer or um, retail owner is, is going through the same process. I'd like to move things more in the direction of people now. I mean, one of the biggest impacts, as we, we, we said earlier on, is, is with human capital. With with the, with the many thousands of of, of staff that, that work across the the, the retail sector, um, you know retention of of of, of staff and uh, their um, the way that we look after our people is critical. I mean, in in these front end industries, what particular and this is a question for both, and we'll kick off with 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 June again, if I may. What are you doing as a, a, as a company um, to look after your front end staff? Well, thank you, Tim. Uh, there are three things that we're doing. One is 
to avoid the spread. Sa the safety of our people are foremost priority. So to avoid contact and the spread of the virus and to minimize it, we started to initiate the work from home. The work from home for us is 50% half. 50% of our workforce would be working at home. The other 50% are skeletal. But as the enhanced community quarantine increased, we started to send more and more people from work at home. That's one thing that we did. We use technology now to monitor work output, work capacity, and how teams, respective teams, would collaborate with the work outputs. We made sure that hygienically and sanitation-wise, our offices were clean. We went to the protocols given to us in terms of having every of these things disinfected once a week. We had those things in place. We looked into the measures financially on how can we help our employees in the next three to six months make sure that they have salaries, they're productive and they're healthy. We have a what we call a COVID-19 pandemic uh, executive team or rapid response team that that which I'm part of the team, which heads it that looks into the welfare of our employees, not only in terms of health, but in terms of work productivity and an IT team that's supporting us in terms of technology to make sure that all those who works from home are very productive. Basically, those are the basic measures that we have taken up to. Great. Uh, thank you, June. And Tugi, as a as a, a consultant advising, you know, uh, multiple sort of uh, F and B based retailers, what would be your <clears throat> your your take on this, and what would be the type of advice that that you're being asked to uh, opine on um, in this time? Okay. Most of our clients are small independent restaurants, right, or hospitality based industries. So, as a general rule, no. They've already started to practice all of those uh, sanitation policies, even up to a stricter level, because they already see the the problems, no, the problems that can arise if they don't follow or have an enhanced uh, response to the pandemic. Second, no, second, but even more so, no, uh, with regards to small independents, which is a large amount of the industry, it is really, uh, I think, a push and pull. I think it, what's more important in staff retention is really to uh, have open lines of communication with your staff because right now the industry is a standstill. Some places do not have, uh, it's in some places cannot, uh, you cannot enter. Some places we have a client that the staff did not want to come into the into the into the restaurant, no. So it's a kind of a push and pull. It's also a no work, no pay relationship right now. So what I guess what what I'm trying to say is that there is a lot of honesty and open communications that should happen between employer and employee. Thanks, Anya. Okay. And okay, that, that that's good. I mean, and I'm sure everybody's going through multiple different different ways. Um, you know, so gentlemen, as as we move on through the crisis, as we begin to manage everybody's expectations, as we begin to emerge um, to an end, which we we sincerely are praying and hoping for um, very very soon, and we're certainly seeing some changes. Um, how do you believe there's going to be a, a, an effect to you on, on um, if you like, the supply chain 
um, in the business and, and in terms of new opportunities coming through in the future. Do you think you know, the fundamental you know, um, um, structure of our businesses will change? Well, in terms of the supply chain, uh, just like every industry, they have to get back into the groove. They uh, not only is it about transportation, okay, not only is it uh, about, yeah, it's not only about transportation, but it's also about getting, uh, delivering the raw materials properly to reduce wastage, right? So I guess uh, the industry has to recover through simplifying, through not biting off more than what they can chew. Uh, for example, we've had uh, uh, two of our clients are going on simplified menus, meaning they can only what is easy to procure and what is easy to cook once they're once they're open. So yeah, so they're looking for right now ease, uh, and then when when the systems are back in, when the delivery systems, when the packaging systems are back in, then they'll migrate to a greater scale but right now uh for the foreseeable future people are looking at to simplify yeah un un understandable understandable um so um if, if if we can go back to to june now um june i mean with the i mean if we had a crystal ball um and you know as we begin to emerge at the end of the crisis you know i i think um Many lessons will have been learned um, on, on, on how we, we manage our businesses during this crisis. Um, but what do you see? What, what do you see, and what do you believe are some of the fundamental changes that we'll see in the way our businesses operate, um, given the lessons learned, um, and um, given how we, we we need to plan more effectively moving ahead um, um, in the industry. Well, basically, uh, we're all praying and hoping that when the pandemic is over, all will be positive. Right now, what we're really doing on the executive committee as a developer is we're very proactive. We're trying to be, drive every key principles and elements that enable the business to function and execute all those for us. It's everything was normal, and we didn't, but within the limits of the quarantine. The first priority we had was really how to take care of our teams and. We have to look deeply into them in terms of capability building, in terms of capacity. Uh, how do we probably uh, make sure we transfer workload and work capacity? Now that we're experiencing this, we have made a lot of good things. There are certain areas we need to improve. It's really our manpower, how we take care of it. Second is really the investment in technology. We, we learn that with these things happening, we need to upgrade a lot of things of technology in terms of how to collaborate, how to automate workforce, and we're spending on that port. Uh, we have to be very strict with our uh, relationships with the banks. Our online facilities must always be intact. Our relationship must always be intact with the banks. We, Our financial team is very focused on our AR, our cash inflow, and our accounts payable, and we manage it. And we have a regular meeting regarding that matter to make sure that we are always have enough money and more money to sustain our operations, our people. We're now maximizing our online facility. We have our web and digital developments and online campaigns already ongoing. We realize that during this time of the pandemic, then that a lot of more people are now glued 
to their social medias and to their Instagram. And we want to take advantage of that to make sure that when we're praying that when all this is over, we still create a positive impact and a massive mindset to our clients, not only to let them stay, but to retain them, to let them buy, to convert sales and our lease into sales, and to make sure they bring more customers and everything normalizes by then. With all the lessons that we've learned, we have enough cash, we have trained people, we have the technology just to continue with the building and make up for whatever little loss we have. Those are the basic measures that we're looking at at least three to six months down the line. I hope that helps. Good. Yeah, thank you, John. And Tugi, I mean, one of the things that appears to be um, uh, coming from discussions here is is technology, di digital. You know, I mean, one of the leaders in 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 the retail sector is F and B in terms of digital home deliveries. Um, do you believe that this will be a, a a catalyst for the growth in 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 digital based services in the industry, whether it be deliveries, whether it be payments? Um, whether it be just the way that we communicate with each other. I mean, do you see this um, having a, a, a or, 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 or digital being re, uh, reinvented as a result of this? Uh, okay. Uh, the, I, we really perceive that digital is the future of the F&B, right? Um, uh, there's already, I think there's already we can see, uh, I saw a video the other day on, on how we pay, we pay can, uh, can affect the, the food and beverage industry through contactless uh, deliveries, right? Uh, that being said, I also believe, I also believe that there is, uh, people will be more wary of social gatherings for the foreseeable future because of the need to distance ourselves, right? So yes, uh, once this is all over, it will be a slow, uh, the rise of technology will come, the rise of mobile apps, mobile, uh, mobile payments. At the same time, uh, it will be a slow, slow come up to, uh, to become, rest to, for people to come to restaurants again. That's good. That's good. Um, gentlemen, I mean, we're, we're, we're moving towards the end of uh, the, 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 the webinar time. I'd just like to, to, to throw one other last question out before we summarize. Um, um, June, maybe first, very, very quickly, if you could just, um, um, just give us an idea. I'm talking about government initiatives. Are there any um, clear government initiatives for the retail sector? Uh, is there any recommendations that, that they're making or is there any support that they're giving? So far, we're looking into tax incentives, probably, that we're looking at. Given the fact that business has been affected three to six months, probably down one year down the line, what are the possible tax incentives that we can have? What are the possible bank support that we can have in terms of paying amortizations and interest? Those are the important things we're looking at. It's always on the financial operating budget on how can we lower it, how can they shield us against from this pandemic that's happening? And I think the, our finance and banking team are very much focused as a developer on how we can get those incentives. Right now, those are the government supports that we would need and we would want to help us recover in this pandemic. Okay. Thank you, Jun. And uh, Tugi, do you have any, uh, any thoughts on this or have you seen anything specific affecting in, into the F&B sector? 
right now, there's a lot of uh, employees that are on no work, no pay. And it's very painful to see that, uh, that uh, people cannot work, right? So uh, one thing, no, the government should, uh, we saw that the DOLE, uh, the, the, the Department of Labor has uh, given 5,000 pesos for any displaced or uh, employee. So it's time to take advantage of that. What I'm try I, I guess what I'm really trying to say is that I think through this pandemic, we really have to hold our government institutions uh, accountable. We need them. We need, we need them for, we need them right now. They have to shield us, as Mr. Fontabella just said. Um, I agree. Um, gentlemen, um, I, I, you know, we, we, we really reach reaching the end um, um, of, our, of our session here today. And, you know, I'd like to personally thank you guys for, uh, for joining us. I mean, we could probably go on all morning um, and, and, and discuss many, many related issues. But um, I'd like to hand back to Raymond now, who's going to um, uh, just summarize our discussion. Um, and uh, um, I'll rejoin you in, in a few minutes. Raymond? Thank you, Tim. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. There are certainly interesting inputs from both of you guys. Um, I'm, I'm taking up some notes and uh, just a few uh, key takeaways from the discussion this morning. Uh, first is in the effect of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, three things that uh, I highlighted here, definitely there are delays in terms of uh, projects uh, for developer side and expansion plans also for both developers and the retailers. So now they have to revisit their plans to expand, to look for other new sites, and uh, other things to consider given this situation. Um, second, the supply chain is badly hit. So that's something that has to be fixed. Uh, it affected both parties, uh, developer side and retailer side. So there's a lot of uh, things you have to address on that side. Um, third one is we, uh, I highlighted that cash is really key. So this is, the time that we have to to minimize our exposure, the visit our expenses, AR, bank relationships, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, now moving forward on some key takeaways, how we can uh, after this situation, what are some opportunities? One is now it opened up some opportunities in the technology sector, like what uh, Tuki mentioned, uh, the means that they're using now in terms of payment deliveries. And uh, we know that the online business has been growing for the past years and we're expecting, we're seeing a lot of growth in that sector as well. So we're also looking at a change in the consumer behavior that's probably changing to a possible new normal. Uh, people are now getting at the ease also of online deliveries, even in their groceries, so and in other areas. Um, another thing is the support with the landlord and now uh, tenants, landlords uh, should discuss possible flexibility in terms of their commercial leases. Um, given this situation, this might there might be another provision in this, those lease contracts uh, to cover both parties. Um, they, they have to check also government initiatives and support that uh, coming on our way. And uh, lastly, you know, I think this is the right time to be more uh, health conscious, more green, perfect to what the Itarpinas Development Corp is doing right now. They're, they're more into the green buildings. So those are uh, the things that we can do uh, moving forward and how we can address this situation. Um, 
we hope to see you again, guys, in our next webinar. And uh, I pass it on to the team for some closing remarks. Thank you, Raymond. Uh, and again, a big thank you to uh, to Tugu and June for joining us today. Um, as we wrap up, um, I'm sure um, our guests that have dialed into this webinar are going to have many, many questions. Um, and we would like you, if you have questions, to drop us an email. Uh, the email address was uh, um, in the link or um, the link that sent uh, that was sent to you um, to allow you to, to log into this webinar. So please email that address. We will consolidate the responses and one of our team will get back to you and uh, um, hopefully, hopefully be able to um, answer your questions. Moving ahead, um, um, of course, NIA RCL Philippines um, is, is, is a multifaceted real estate consultancy. Um, you know, um, and we're here for you guys, and, and I think that's really important. We're here to help you, advise you, and handhold you through the current crisis. So, if there's any help that's needed, um, please reach out. But more importantly, as we as we move out, I mean, there's going to be many opportunities in real estate um, across um, the, the the whole industry. Um, you know, out of adversity breeds great opportunity, and I think we've learned that over the many many crises that we've been through throughout the world and in Asia since. Uh, uh, since the Asian financial crisis, through through SARS, through MERS, uh, through global financial crisis. So I, I think everything always comes back bigger and stronger. We learn lessons, we, we're very adaptable, um, and we're a very resilient um, market here across the Asia Pacific and the Philippines is as well. Um, so um, we look forward to being able to advise you and help you all um, get bigger and better and stronger, acquire your new assets, um, or, or anything else you'd like to do in the real estate industry. So, so please uh, reach out. Uh, thank you all for attending today. Again, thank you to our hosts. Um, thank you, Raymond. And we look forward to uh, you joining our next webinar, um, which will be next week. And we'll be focusing on the hospitality sector. Thank you and good morning. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much.